Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast 2023 F1 calendar edition. Oh, yeah, the new calendar has been announced uh, for next year, and we wanted to get our teeth into it and really deep dive into what it's going to look like, what that could mean for us as fans, and the way in which Formula One is going and all sorts. And welcome to the podcast virtual booth, Tom Bellingham, the WTF1 founder. Uh, how many years have you been doing this now? 14? 14 years? Uh, so it was like only yesterday. <laughs> only 12. You were, that you were born. Um, yes, 12. Okay. And Katie, the WTF1 author, working hard on uh, certain things, aren't we, behind the background and authoring? You'd be authoring. I'd be authoring all day, every day. So All day, every day. Uh, so, yeah, welcome, everybody. We're also live uh, on Twitch, WTF1 Official. If you don't follow us already, we are actually putting this out on YouTube as well. So this is very exciting indeed. So welcome to every social media platform in the world. Right, 2023 calendar edition. So it's been announced. 24 races next year. Deep breath. Soak it all in. Now for fans, I feel like it's a, it comes up every single year because every single year Formula One announces a record-breaking calendar season. <laughs> it's either 22, it's 23, it's 24 races. So and predictable. Yeah, next year will be a record-breaking 25, uh, then a record-breaking 26. And yeah, I think we'll be up to 30 very soon, uh, which um, could be could well alienate quite a few drivers to be honest with you and people that work in formula one i've seen a lot of tweets i think scott mitchell who works for the race was saying oh you know looking forward to telling my other half uh, the new calendar and stuff like this and you know there's a lot a big commitment uh, from journalists from team members and, and so on but 24 races what's your first thoughts it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a it's a weird one isn't it because at the end of the day we all love Formula One. We love it a lot. It's our our passion. And um, at the end of the day, we're huge fans of it. And yet the majority of people seem to be like, this is too much. And it's it's weird that like this, we've we've got a mini summer break at the moment again, haven't we, with the because Russia was cancelled and there's a two week, two week break. And it feels like a long time without race, like racing and um it's nice to do stuff on the weekend but you also kind of miss racing a little bit but it's it's that it's trying to find that balance of we all love formula one and want a lot of it but there's a limit and it is strange that in a sport where you know we've got loads of fans on our on our twitter we did a poll uh 25,781 people voted on the poll that Katie did on on twitter and a lot of people say 16 to 20 is how many 45 percent of people say 16 to 20 and that's a weird you don't get yeah, many sports the exact split please tommy give us okay the full one results. one to 15 two percent so people don't want 
few. Imagine I want yeah. one race I want a year. One race a year. Yeah. <laughs> I had to start somewhere. I did <laughs> see a funny <laughs> I did see a funny reply from someone that was a Ferrari fan that said um two races a year and we would have won. Sorry, Matt. Um 16 yeah, to 20. True. <laughs> yeah, true. 45.3%. 16 to 20. 39.3% 21 to 24 and only 13.4% 25 plus. It's it's a weird one that a sport where we're all fans of the sport, people, the most popular Almost. answer is the second least option. Yeah. I'm in that option. That's the one I voted for. And yes, I voted in a poll that I made because I'm a loser. Cue in the results. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh no, it's fixed. Um, <laughs> But fair and not a real fan don't. of my book. Top 100 <laughs> fan. God, no, don't stop. Um, but no, it, it's not really a surprise because the sporting regs changed to say that there could be a maximum of 24 races now in a year. So you kind of had an idea that this was going to happen. And Stefano Domenicali keeps saying every other weekend, oh, we've got so much interest from all these people. And they were promising contract extensions, you know, for China, for example. And that's a circuit that we haven't seen on the calendar for a few years. So we knew it's going to have to be on there and Qatar and Las Vegas and all of these tracks that keep getting contract extensions. So we knew that there'd be a lot of races, but yeah, 24. It's too much, darling. It's too much. Wow. <laughs> Where did that come from? That was, that was, uh, yeah, keeping it fresh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, my opinion, I was in the 21 to 24 category, was it? Is that the, was that what it was? Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I think that was, that was about right. I think um, 24 is now. The thing is, right? We're all like, oh, it's too many. But at the same time, when we have a three week break, we go, like, oh, oh where's F1? F1? So 100%. It's, it's difficult because I think when you take in take everything into account, you take into account all the personnel and how hard of a slog it is, you go, yeah, that's too much for them. And then also, it's a very fine line, this whole entertainment side of things as well, where you go, when does an F1 weekend stop being special? But then... I'm such a hardcore F1 fan. I'm just, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, no, maybe we do need a couple of weeks off. So then it feels really cool again, rather than having a triple header and you at the end of the triple header, you go, oh, there's another F1 race. It's, it's a really weird discussion. I find um, some people would like to treat them more as special events. I see someone in the Twitch chat right now. La Severine says, nah, 18 races is perfect. But then other people are going, give us 52. I want one race a <laughs> week. Is that Stefano Domenicali saying that? year. And yeah, I, I don't have a massive problem with 24. I think I knew it was always going to, I kind of in my head was like, it's going to happen. They're not going to keep it. Oh, 100%. They're going to keep ramping up. It's they had one a year. They had one a year. Yeah, it's a briefcase full of free cash that Formula One is offered by teams, uh, circuits, sorry. And they're not going to go, yeah, but the fans said 21. Okay, so I'm going to have to turn down your $20 million or whatever you're offering to be on the calendar. Uh, so I can fully expect that. But it's it's uh, it's getting quite... I mean, also, there's the question of the drivers as well and how do they feel about committing more and more and more of their lives? Because this isn't a football game. A football game, you turn up, you watch for 90 minutes, and you go home. These are, this is commitment of time. If you are a proper F1 fan and you want to watch practice, qualifying, the race... That's over a three-day span. It's a you world calendar as well. That, yeah. There's so many aspects to talk about. And I'm sorry, I've kind of gone off on a tangent. Let's keep with the questions. 
this isn't actually a question. This is just a uh, a general statement of a question that Tom is putting the podcast sheet. It's not from anybody at nobody. Twenty four races, a new record. Is it too many? So I think the uh, I'm not going to say it's too many. I think it's bordering on a bit crazy. Katie, you think it's too many? I think it's ever so slightly too many. I think yeah, between the brackets of sixteen to twenty is a good solid amount of races but if we've got 24 this year like you said be 25 next year and it's like when when does it stop so i'm just yeah you you can go back to one of our podcasts where we talked about the calendar before and guaranteed we had this conversation where you know when they make changes to the the concord agreement and they go to allow this many to allow this many and they just add one each year Mm. and and the problem the problem is it, it just it's just crept up and crept up and you go yeah, 24 is getting a bit ridiculous. And we'll we'll be doing this like three years' time going, yeah, 27 is, is getting a bit too much. <laughs> Where, Literally. And, and, it, and it is crazy that by adding one a year, you kind of almost don't notice it. Whereas if, and you kind of forget that when we kind of started watching or whatever, it's, it's like 20 or whatever, uh, 18 18 oh, yeah 18 probably 16 when i started watching cuz it was back in 1950 yeah 1950 when there were eight races <laughs> Six a year races yeah <laughs> um so yeah they just it just creeps up again and again but it's one of those things from a selfish fan point of view that gets to enjoy it watching from home then sign me up because i miss weekends when there's no f1 on there i like the occasional weekend where i can do something different but um, when it's not on, I do miss it. But there is always that part of you that goes, these poor mechanics and journalists. Like, even though they love it, you've got to love Formula One to be part of it. But that doesn't mean that you should just not have a life. And fo- people compare it to football and go, oh, there's 40 people play, you know, 40 football games, but they play 40 football games in the UK or they're, they're whatever country you're in. Um this is later down the line, but some of the the switching between races is just obscene. And I don't know about you, but sometimes the, the stress of traveling, I find, is just a lot anyway. I can't imagine doing it 24 times in a year. Absolutely. And also the extension of uh, the race calendar allows for more Ferrari blunders. So I, I, that's <laughs> that's something I'm not a big fan of either. So if we could just have chances it, to mis- that would be make great. mistakes. Yeah. yeah. 24 t- uh, chances to put the hard tires on. Uh, when they are clearly not the the tire to go on. Right, so we had a competition open in August on the DHL Commentator Challenge portal to give one of you guys the chance to win an exclusive experience at F1 testing in 2023. Entries have now closed and loads of you entered. We have reviewed the entries and the three best commentators will now go through to the next stage of the competition. Now we've got winners Jack from Ireland, Hugh from Australia and Nicholas from the USA. And now we've picked Nicholas to play for you right now and for us to react to. Tommy, I think that was your favourite, actually, Nicholas. Uh, It's the middle sector of Silverstone. Uh, Now, congratulations to those three and someone will be in touch with more details. And we're also going to get in touch with the top 15 entries to gift you guys some merch. So look out for that if you entered. And if you want the chance to enter, don't worry, the actual competition is still open, just not the WTF1 portal bit. Uh, so you could still win an amazing prize to go to testing. So go to the link in the description to take part. All right. So we've got the clip ready. Is everyone ready? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. 
Nicholas from the United States. Here we go. What's he got? Here we are for a rundown of Sector 2 at Silverstone. Rundown. That was one of the words. The rundown on the reaction fanboy. 13th time at his home track. And I wish I was among the fans roaring him along in the grandstands. I'm not a fanboy, though. Just passionate. We'll head now Love towards that. Cops Nailed Corner, it. the site of Hamilton shunt with rival Max Verstappen in last year's race. The Dutchman would finish this one down in seventh with car troubles. Approaching the complex of Maggots and Beckett's now, just a slight lift off the throttle into club. The first two corners of the complex, of course, are flat out. And then we'll head on to the hangar straight. The reaction from the Mercedes pit wall was certain to be positive. The seven-time champion sector two-time quickest of all at 36.58 seconds. There you go. Very uh, good. Smashed Excellent. all three of the words. I thought they would actually be quite difficult uh, in that competition because they had to use those three words uh, in the commentary. But I'd say smashed it, right? Nailed it. Brilliant. Right, good work, Nicholas. Well done to Hugh and Jack as well. Uh, you three will progress the competition further. And uh, yeah, very proud of all of you. Well done for getting involved. Uh, at Dragonslayer underscore nine, what do you think the golden number of races is? The golden number for Matt Gallagher is? Should we say at the same time? We'll okay. go three, two, one. And we'll... Okay. At the same right. time. You count it down. Three, two, one. 20. 20. Oh, all close then. 2021 yeah. and 22. Fair. I think that's... Look at us go, hey? <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, what do we think in the chat? We've got 25, 25, 20, 20, 21, 24, 22, 19, 22, 24, 20, 21, 22, 19, 20, 22, 21, 30, 26, 21, 20, 52. 52? Uh, thanks, Dom. Six, oh, 69. Uh, 20, 24, 22, 22, 21, yeah, uh, ninety-nine. Wow. Okay. Eight. Yeah. The, now that we've started reading them out, lots more um, uh, silly numbers are coming out. But I feel like yeah, low twenties is sort of the the vibe here. Um, so interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, at Hartford Al four zero six. Why aren't the races grouped together geographically? Spreading four races in North America over the course of the season seems odd. It is odd. Uh, but it's something that Formula One clearly have their reasonings for, perhaps to utilize uh, financial gain. So I can't imagine it's for an environmental uh, impact or trying to be oh, zero say carbon it is, they. by 2030. What's that? Sorry, Tommy. They'll say it is, they. Oh, yeah. Um, they logistically could do things a lot better, 100%, having Canada in June the 18th and having Miami on May the 7th. Come on. Yeah. That's... Just move that around a little bit. If you have to put Monaco in the sea and just leave that there and put no, them... No, that... that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it has, it has been, isn't it? It's been it extended has. to 2025. Tommy, very happy about that one. Good times. Uh, More but crying from that people. In partic... That in one example is a bit mad. That is the one that stands out to me as well, that you essentially go to Azerbaijan, which is kind of Europe, because they do Eurovision. Um, <laughs> that's how I'm judging it. Geography so with Tommy. Uh, it, it's kind of it's borderline yeah. Europe, isn't it? Um, so yeah, Azerbaijan in Europe. Then you go to North America for one race. Then you go back to Europe for three races. Then you go back to North America for one race. Then you go back to Europe. I mean, how is that? How does that make sense? And the problem is, I I, I guess calendar th like tracks have their slots don't they in the calendar and um, they've kind of kept them there and for me that's a that's the one that really stands out to me and also las vegas and abu dhabi back to back 
which I saw a tweet from, I think it was Valtteri Bottas, but not not Valtteri Bottas, Voltas. <laughs> yes, that guy. Um, Valtteri Voltas, yeah. Who uh, tweeted about the fact that that's a back-to-back race, so a week apart, technically a little longer because it's on a Saturday. Uh, it's a 19-hour, five-minute mm. flight, and it's back-to-back. Fun times. Takes, Good luck. Makes perfect sense. Uh, well, look, you have an extra few hours because, of course, Las Vegas is uh, racing at a ridiculous time on the Sunday morning, aren't they? They're racing at like 1 a.m. They've just turned to Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so no, it gives them plenty of time, Tommy. I don't know what you're on about. Know you're on about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, again, that's financial, right? They want Las Vegas, this big old event, to be the penultimate race of the season. Their fingers crossed there's going to be some sort of championship showdown there. It's all financial. There's there, there's no environmental thought here uh, when they first make the deal, is there? Let's they said real. they were going to group them together, though, didn't they? They definitely said at one point they were going to try and do it. So you try. have the option. Try. Yeah, try. No, we tried. Didn't we work. tried. The money was too much. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. No, one um, person on TikTok, Amy Crunch, her name is, I saw her video um, on my few page yesterday and I wanted to give her a shout out because she's put together a, like a diagram where she's color coded where all the races are and then done worked out how long the flights are between each event and obviously some people are going to be either flying directly there or certain bits might get sent by ship or be driven in vans and stuff like that but it's still like you say ridiculous and also the fact that we could have back-to-back events in Europe like last year in Austria rings a bell we went from like we did a double header in Austria we did Styria and Austria whatever and people still went back to their bases in the UK to go back again a few days later and I remember at the time I was like you know why why would you not just stay there for like five days and keep your carbon footprint down and all this kind of stuff but people made fair things of like well actually i quite like to see my family because we're on the road so much anyway i don't get a chance to see them so this was a chance to spend a few days with my kids or my partner or whatever but yeah like just because this is what the calendar looks like doesn't mean that every single person in the f1 circus is going to be going straight from bahrain to Saudi they might go to Bahrain and then have to go back and do some work on the simulator for a day or two and then fly back to Saudi so like the whole calendar is just ridiculous to be honest and you know they're making all of these pledges about being net carbon zero and all this stuff by 2030 like what do they think they're just going to be able to plant a few trees and people are going to be like oh yeah well done that's really great like some fans I know (laughs) exactly what they're going to do Well, I understand being an F1 fan and, you know, caring for the environment and all this kind of stuff is massively ironic. Sebastian Vettel gets asked about it all the time when he does these talks about how we need to take care of our planet and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, well, you take part in F1, so you're just a massive hypocrite. But at the same time, F1 fans do still have some conscious on the the fact that it is a ridiculous calendar and that there are these pledges that the championship's making and I don't know it just feels a bit weird that they're doing all this and then not kind of backing it up by saying we're gonna be doing a b c and d to try and combat the fact that we've got all of these flights and I understand as well that you know the flights that the f1 calendar have might be the tiniest drop in the ocean compared to general air travel that we have but it's still like you say crazy to go from 
Azerbaijan to Miami to back to uh, Imola. Like it just, it's a very strange calendar. Um, the, at the end of the day, it's the infrastructure as well. And and like you say, it's the, the traveling and all that side, which is the main environmental concern. It's ironic that probably you could have a gas guzzling V12 engine and have 15 races a year, but actually it's probably, that's probably more environmentally friendly than a 30 race calendar where you're shipping thousands of people off around the world all the time, because that's realistically what, what's causing um, the problem. The engine is just the kind of, like, when you just look at it from face value, um, a lot of people look at formula one and go, Oh, that's not very environmentally friendly. That it's a sport where they're, driving around in circles and using fuel but they're going nowhere but that side of it is not actually the the main problem is it um the the one the two hours on a sunday where they're driving around is nothing compared to all the thousands of people that are getting flights and all the people coming over and everything they have to put on and all this kind of stuff so now a word from our sponsor better help how well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one for your entire life That's how our brains work, so why don't we treat them that way? It's an interesting point really, because how we care for our minds affects how we experience life, so it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. Thankfully, there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you've never tried therapy before, I would absolutely say it's worth a try. Just getting that weight off your shoulders is something I myself have personally experienced. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So if you want to try it out, which I absolutely do recommend... WTF1 listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash WTF1. That's betterhelp.com slash WTF1. But yeah, it is inter- the interesting point, Tommy, is, is the fact that it's not the F1 cars that really cause the uh, the pollution. It is the the big jumbo jets and the the big things uh, transporting uh, the whole circus as opposed to the cars themselves, even though the cars themselves are the ones that get the most publicity as to what they're doing to make them more green. And they're using greener fuels in the cars now and 10% synthetic, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, that's because that, that's always the the forefront of what they, they talk about, but it's uh, usually not the, the, the biggest factor. Uh, next question, Albert V Pedersen. What do you think about the balance between street tracks and normal tracks. Well, let's go through it, shall we? Bahrain, March the 5th. That's not a street track. Saudi Arabia, two weeks later. That's a street track. Australia, kind of a street track. Still known as a street track, isn't it? Even though no one really thinks of it as a street track. Uh, China. So wait, so we've got wait, so we've got two weeks between Bahrain and Saudi Arabia. Then we've got another two weeks between Saudi Arabia and Australia. Oh, and then you've got another two weeks between Australia and China. I'm happy about this already. Uh, I don't like the fact that... More no races. Back. That's what we need. Okay. <laughs> And then it's another two weeks between China and Azerbaijan. Wow. Okay. Uh, and there's so Azerbaijan, street track. Okay. So that's, that's quite a few already. And then you've got Miami, another street track. Okay. Wow. We've got a lot of street tracks. I'm just realizing. And that's a week later. Then you've got two weeks to Emilia-Romagna, not a street track. And then Monaco, <laughs> street track. We all know what that's about. So that's into the triple header. Uh, Imola, Monaco, and then Spain. Uh, and then two weeks to Canada. And then another two weeks to Austria. 
Uh, then one week to Britain. So these are all non-street tracks. This is the this is where Tommy really is hurting. He hasn't seen some walls for a while, and he's really upset. Then you've got another two weeks to Hungary. Supposed to be Monaco without the walls, but still not a street track. Sorry, Tommy. Uh, then a week to Belgium. So Belgium is actually before the summer break, which will feel weird. How weird is that? Yeah, yeah that's going to be very weird. It's going to feel really strange. And also, we should probably clarify this now right that the 24 hours of spa is not going to be happening on the same weekend as when formula one go there no there's a lot of people on the go-kart track yeah oh my god yes do that might be a better race it's not been a good race at spa for all (laughs) (laughs) no the uh, so yeah a lot of people jumped on that straight away but the spa 24 hours changed to 30th of june to the the 2nd of july because a lot of people going Yes, it, it could be the support race, but it's a 24-hour race. So you're just going to have, like, everything goes around it. Um, that'd be quite fun. That, that would make it far more interesting if you had GT really cars dangerous. going around. No, not dangerous at all. Imagine. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm keen for it, to be honest. Uh, I think, you know, it's funny how... So they've rescheduled it now, right? But it was clearly something that F1 have gone... Well, you know you've got that thing going on. 24 hours of Spa, is it? Yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. We need it, okay? But you, you just usually after sin. the summer break. No, no, you no, just know Formula One does that as well. They put their calendar down and go, right, don't care. If anyone's in the way, tough luck. One thing they have done this year is that it doesn't clash with Le Mans, so that's nice. Well that done. Is... you want a sticker? Wow. <laughs> oh, savage. Love to see it. Uh, Kathy popping off. Uh, so, yeah, so Belgium, uh, the uh, final... <laughs> Uh, race before the summer break and then we're into that awful month uh, of august until we then come back to the netherlands there isn't a street track but there's quite close walls hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'd say that's half a street track. Uh, then you've got September the 3rd, uh, which is a week after for Italy. Uh, Monza, of course, that would be. Uh, and then Singapore, two weeks after that. Definitely a street track. Then you've got Japan a week after that. Then two weeks to Qatar. Uh, oh, another... That's that a is. straight track. Yeah. Well, it's a straight track, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. We haven't. Have we seen it? No, no, it's not confirmed, but it's going to be a street circuit. Because it's not the Sail International. It? No, circuit, it's not that it? one, no. If they finish it in time, they've yeah. kind of got a World Cup to host whilst also trying to build a Grand Prix circuit. But I'm sure they'll do it. Maybe we'll just have it around the football pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, United States, Cota, two weeks after. I say I shouldn't say the US Grand Prix because uh, there's more than one now. 17 uh, Yeah, <laughs> three. Uh, so Cota on October the 22nd and a week after that, Mexico. Hey, that makes sense. Look at you go, F1. Look at you doing the, the flying quite close thing. Uh, so that's a week after to Mexico and then a, oh, it's, a, it's a back to back to back and then it's to Brazil. So it's a triple header of Cota, Mexico and Brazil. And then just less than two weeks later, because Las Vegas is kind of essentially on a Saturday evening slash Sunday morning. Uh, it's the penultimate race there. And then Abu Dhabi straight after that. Finishing on November the 26th. So we're not even into December anymore. Mm. It's only eight then, isn't it? 
only eight. Is that right? Eight street tracks. If you count that, some of them are loose, like say Canada and and Melbourne and stuff. But so the balance is not a huge amount. I guess the the more the more concern is the fact that you don't see really any new tracks that aren't street tracks. Zandvoort's an exception. Uh, we all know that they've just brought that back. Really, chat, Go on. chat is saying that it is La Salle. No. Uh, pretty sure it wasn't. Think. I think they hosted it there as a one-off, and then they're going to come back and do ten years. I think it was quite track. confusing how they yeah. announced it, but as far as they I'm announced, aware, I think they used a picture of the track when they yeah. did their announcement. But I don't think it'll be that track. But it uh, might well be because they've actually got no, a track not. there. The, two, the 2021 race was in Lasalle, and then yeah, they've moved to a new, a new that's not even built yet. Pepper's built circuit. We're definitely going uh, to the sale, aren't we? I mean, it's just well, they might happen. do. Yeah, it might still yeah. happen. But it's, it's a nice backup in case they can't. Planned is so. To answer the question, a fair few street tracks. At the moment, I feel like it's a a fine balance because I do like street tracks. Um, I just don't want the whole calendar to be street tracks, and that's the worry that it's getting that way. That more and more places are going to fall off the calendar. Well, I know Spa's stayed, but gone. Interestingly, in the actual calendar itself, it says LaSalle. Oh. 2023 Formula One calendar says LaSalle. So that is confusing. Okay, Is Tommy spreading fake news? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was what the original plan was going to be. So they've obviously gone, yeah, it's going to be a lot. Build, build, yeah, building a whole circuit is going to be a lot. So yeah, fair. Wow. Tommy, Tommy. I'm surprised uh, at that then. Uh, yeah, it is actually. They've gone back on their word. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. I love street tracks, so um, I don't know if that's a hot take. Maybe let's have that for hot take Wednesdays. But I I love a street track, so um, I'd be quite happy for it to be a balance between the two. At least you don't have to worry about bloody track limits on street tracks, do you? If you True. go over, you're in a wall. So there we go. Um, no. But maybe that's because I've spent too much time watching Formulary. Am I the only one on po- this podcast that is against street tracks? Like, against I'm them. against Just them in terms of, yeah, yeah, I'm As against in, I them. Prefer no. non-street I prefer non-street tracks. Prefer non-street street tracks. tracks. Uh, yeah. I prefer street tracks. Ugh. Mm. What was the chat saying? Street track or uh, chat calling what? you uh, a fraud? To be fair to you, yeah, no, because I because I don't know, I don't know Qatar. Um, yeah, I don't mind there being. I think eight's a good number, but like I say, the concerning thing is it's going to be twenty years down the line uh, when I'm seven hundred and forty-two years old. Um, but still look like that. But still look like this. Um, there'll be. There'll probably be 20 street tracks and about four permanent circuits, let's be honest. That's the way it's going, isn't it? Hopefully by then you drop your skincare routine, hun. <laughs> hun! <laughs> you did not just call him hun. Absolutely. I've called him worse. Uh, right. Next up, um, we've kind of mentioned Las Vegas being on a Saturday. So that's our, our next thing that we've kind of covered. Question from Epic Freestyler 8. What do you think about China and Qatar returning and France not being on the calendar? Well, strictly racing related, I bloody well love China. I don't think we're going to race at China, though, by the looks of things. It seems as though that may well still not happen due to the whole COVID situation. Um, But I I love Shanghai International Circuit. It's one of my favourites. I think it's one of the most underrated circuits on the calendar. I will keep flying the flag for the Shanghai International Circuit. It's a great track. Uh, And Qatar... 
well, we think it's a sale now after Tommy being frauded, defrauded. Um, and France not being on the calendar, could not care less. Thanks so much, Paul Ricard. It's been fun. No, you had been. one good race. <laughs> Take care of yourself and uh, we'll see you 2000 and never. Oh, that's fine. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not too bothered about France not being on the calendar. We're quite fortunate in Europe that we do have a lot of races here. So although it's very sad for poor Esti Bestie and Pierre Gasly and Alpine that they've not got their home race, um, that's a shame. Next next question. But no, uh, I don't think China will be on the calendar next year because it seems to be extremely strict rules uh, when it comes to entering the country at the moment. So, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do there. We've had it before where China's been on the calendar and then it's sort of fallen through in the pandemic. So I feel like this could be another case of that. But maybe so, yeah, with Zhou you... on the grid, they might really, like, really want to... I don't go think. there. And... I don't think they can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'll be able to push it through because of the Chinese driver. Ah, screw the rules. To. Well, they, the, the Chinese rules. government might have a slightly more lenient view of it, or something. If they've got, I, mean, Joe, they I don't might, know. They might race with no no people there. No it might be Joe. Yeah, just yeah. just, just show Guan Yu. You're the only <laughs> one allowed in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't. I don't really know what. Like France, I'm not bothered about, like you say, and I'm, I'm glad you guys agree. It's it's not like as well the the French Grand Prix. People in France that you know you've got a lot of local races there that you can go to. Uh, I think we in Europe are quite lucky that we have a lot of close races because you know if like France has gone off the calendar, but if you live in France, you're not that far from Monaco, Spain, Belgium. Netherlands, Italy, depending on where you live in France anyway, even the UK. So there's plenty of races there. It's not a well-loved track. China, I'm with you, Matt, is the most one of the most underrated circuits in the world. Uh, I think it's great and it always provides good racing as well, despite what um, a lot of people think that they see it as like a boring one, even though I can remember so many good races there. And Qatar. 2012. Yeah. Shoot me, robbed. Shoot me, robbed. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, no, not of a win. He was never going to win. He was gonna cry, more, yeah, cry, more, cry more. Cry more. Cry more. Tears collector. You can come at Leclerc. <laughs> you come at Schumacher. Um, uh, this is it. It could go off the rails very quickly. <laughs> but Qatar. Ten more champion in my book. Oh, it's coming from a Rosberg fan. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Takes Wednesday. <laughs> at least he could beat him at Mercedes. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay. Pop off, Queen. Um. Right. Uh. What, what were you saying? Yeah. Ka- Qatar. That track was okay, but it wasn't that interesting, was it? I'd much like maybe a, a new track would be cool, but I'm washed and it doesn't exist. You are washed. I completely agree with that one. <laughs> As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. 
It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash WTF1. Again, that's linkedin.com slash WTF1 to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Right. I think that's covered that. Will Amos 13, which three would you drop and which three would you replace them with? Spain. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, Tommy, oh, do you want to go first, Tommy? There you go. Yeah. There you go. go, go, go I just, I just say, no, we're all going to pick Spain, aren't we? Go on, you yeah, go. No, but, no, there you go. No, go, on, no, go on, yeah, you haven't thought of the other two, have you? you, just, you... Right. I would drop Spain. <laughs> I would also drop. I've got mine. Shall I go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, go on. I would drop Spain. I would drop Abu Dhabi and I would drop Miami. Mm. Ooh. Uh, That's a very good list. Mm, mm. Spain, don't care. It's a terrible <laughs> circuit. Abu Dhabi is an awful finale um, and not not a great circuit. Miami, I'm not against Miami maybe like rotating with Las Vegas or something like that. Uh, for me, Miami and Vegas seem to be the same vibe of money. uh money money and influencers and rich people coming and not 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 like a proper circuit for the actual everyday american formula one fan which there are loads of despite what people think um so i'd get rid of them and i would replace them with sepang because that has mm. to come back please yeah come back sepang mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, uh... And then what Hockenheim. else are we missing? Hockenheim. Maybe Hockenheim. No, Bagri. Yeah. No, uh, Kyle Army. Kyle Army, yes. That'd be good because we need to race in. South Where Africa. is the South Africa GP? Thought it was getting announced. All yeah, this. it's not happening, is it? Uh, I think they delayed it potentially a year. So maybe. for the 25, the 25 race, race record yeah. <laughs> breaking calendar next year. Um, yeah. And then Abu Dhabi, I would replace with Interlagos again and make it the finale. Nice. Two two <laughs> races. Two Brazil. races. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would and drop it's Spain. to Vegas. True. I, I'm not going geographical as well here. That's that's far no, too true. Yeah. Uh, I would drop Spain. I would drop Qatar, and I would drop Singapore. I, Are you joking? Uh, I've oh. that never gets me excited. Singapore really as Singapore. a track. Uh, just yeah, but as a place maybe to visit, sure. But I'm talking about the racing here. No, okay, I like the yeah, like yeah, it was a street track. Okay, maybe that was my fourth worst. Maybe I've jumped the gun. But no, I, I would, I would genuinely put Singapore as one of my least favorite tracks. But Spain, I would uh, replace with Hockenheim. Uh, I'm going to commit to it and say Singapore. I would replace yeah with Sepang, and Qatar. I would replace with. I think that there might be a good place to go in uh, Portimao. Let's go back there. Portimao's a good shout. I just saw that in the mm. chat, actually. I'd probably change my mind based on um, if we don't, if I'm not allowed to have Interlagos again. Yeah, Portimao's a good shout. Yep. So there you go. And Katie, what are your three? My three are. <sighs> I'm going to say Miami, but I do feel like maybe we got shafted a bit with TV direction because there were loads of overtakes and we didn't seem to see much. But 
I'll go Miami, Spain, and Qatar, and then I'd replace them. And I could, you could do it geographically. You could get rid of Miami, and put like Hockenheim there. You're, that's in Europe. You're like one of those geo guesser TikToks. Yeah. Like, I'm going to find this place in zero point one seconds. Yep. <laughs> so get rid of Miami and put Hockenheim or something. Get rid of Spain and put Portimao. And then for Qatar, maybe bring back Malaysia. But I do also miss the F1 race in India. I don't know if it's maybe I'm nostalgic and it's the, got a lot of good memories associated circuit. with it. Mm. But maybe switch that and make it an Indian Grand Prix or a Malaysian one. It wasn't the worst India. track in the world. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Never got. Uh, it was kind of. I'd be interested to see how like the new F1 cars would be on a track like like that, like the Indian Grand Prix, the South Korean Grand Prix, things like that would be cool. But the only time I ever see that track shown in anything ever is when um, Hamilton haters make a compilation of him crashing into people, and then he, I think he crashed into Massa there, didn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. the only time I ever see that. That was track the Mr. Bean moment, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the Mr. Bean when he moment. wins his fourth title and he bows down to the car. That was in India. We've not mentioned Turkey. Oh, oh. Turkey's been, oh. yeah, Turkey. we've been, yeah. I do love Turkey, <laughs> but it's been Turkey. I've been no bamboozled. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, Turkey. That's all. I mean, there's so many good tracks. Turkey, but what I, mm, well, look, I yeah, think Turkey's... Turkey instead of Hockenheim. Definitely. Nah, screw yeah, you. Yeah. Hockenheim's <laughs> nah, over it. Banger. Nah, look, come on. <laughs> I think Turkey's had its time. Let's have Hockenheim. Come on. Let Hockenheim have a little. A little little go and then then turkey can come back turkey can come back if they have that really greasy track again all right that's mm. when uh that's when i'll allow it right next question and oh, we've already covered the belgian gp same that's fine that question's in the bin penalties and power units well we're moving away that from calendar for a second uh love it max springer two this is nothing to do with the calendar, kind of to do with the calendar, a little bit. How many power unit elements will they need to prevent the last quarter of the season from being a mess of engine penalties? It's bad enough with 22 races, 24 will only make the issue worse. I believe there will be an understanding, maybe an extra allocation, because, of course, there's more races get uh, get introduced. Of course, you can't... I mean, we've already seen with 22, as Max says, it'd be bad enough. We've seen um, a ridiculous amount of penalties in Monza uh, and in Spa. And I fully expect probably in the last, how many races have we got left? Six? Six, yeah. Six races, that there'll be a, a whole host of penalties once again. I mean, Bottas. Mexico. Are Bottas you ready is Mexico? on his 100th engine, it looks yeah. like, on his allocation when you see the graphic come up. So I think there's going to be an understanding that maybe there's one extra engine that's needed for teams, especially with it being 24 races. That's how I, it, that would make the most sense uh, from the FIA standpoint. Um, but, we will see. It would make the most sense, but then I guess you're saying that only it's only one extra race, mm. and then they'll just hundred uh, percent two races this year. Yeah, but and we're not going to race in China, so it'd be twenty three. <laughs> but Fair. yeah, I get your point. Um, but for if you look at the percentage of the calendar to give that extra allocation for, um, I don't think they're going to do it anyway. Personally, if they they could give them an extra engine and I guarantee there'll still be engine penalties. Particularly if you like Bottas, I mean, like you say, how many has he gone through? You give him an extra yeah, allocation. washed this year. Yeah, but... It, for uh, engines. But if you think that, I think Lewis Hamilton as well showed that fresh engine at Interlagos and all that, that it's actually kind of worth it just to take an allocation um, 
halfway through the season. I still think teams will just do it anyway. So there's not really a lot they can do other than... I think Mercedes are a bit of an anomaly, though, for that, right? Like, they had an unbelievable car and being able to turn that engine up to a 11... Like not any other team could really have done that. That they, they, they did that last year in Monza with Bottas. He went like to the back mm. on Sunday and then was on the podium. Yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying from a dominant mm. team's perspective. It's fine, but if you're the any teams other team, will all do good, it. Really. Yeah, I still feel like they'll all they'll all take a load of engine penalties at Spa and Monza anyway. It just seems to be what what they do. So you think they're going to keep with three for next year? Yes, over 24 races they're going to have three yeah. engines. Yeah. They're going to be using pedals by the end, like literal like bicycle pedals. I've kind of changed my... I've cut my... holes in the floor of the car and yeah. they yeah, just run. <laughs> I've changed my whole opinion on it anyway, that I kind of... I, I like the, the shuffled grid care. now. Yeah. Oh, Tommy. I'm one of those now. You're such a flip-flopper, aren't you? I know. You? <laughs> How I dare, dare you I change, change my opinion? opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I think if F1 wants to be sensible, which doesn't seem to be a word that's in their vocabulary at the moment... I would go for like five power units. Oh, well, have two more. Have two more. Because I think we already in this calendar need one more. So why don't just chuck another one on? But <laughs> why don't I just spend even more? Why money? don't you have ten? Go on, just have ten. It's just just it's like the Oprah. You get another engine, you get another one. But um yeah, I don't know. I, I just find the whole penalty and power unit swapping and madness and stuff crazy but then it's just proven like with Bottas in Monza he took a penalty but apparently he already had sort of two engines in the pool already so they're kind of just using tracks where they can overtake and stuff like that and um, going with it so even if they get more engines will that stop them from doing that maybe not but people have been suggesting like taking a percentage of their championship points away rather than back of the grid penalties to stop big teams from just doing like adding loads of their pool but i don't know it's guys from like being it. even more complicated of trying mm. to explain to fans this person's got a 25 place grid penalty but he's not at the back of the grid to like oh well actually red bull had six percent of their championship points taken away because they've gone over a, a you know certain number Allocation, of yeah. allocations like any way is going to be complicated unless they just give more like expand the allocation and I guess for casual fans, a lot of them just watch the race anyway. So they, yeah. they're there on the grid and they just see engine penalty and go, okay. Um, whereas I guess it's confusing for when you're like there watching all the, all the sessions and you still don't know trails after qualifying, who's done what. But it's funny you mention about Spar and Monza. Maybe they just need to stop them doing it at Spar and Monza and they have to do it a different yeah, track. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> point, isn't it? Like the teams tactically That's, taking It's the free pass, isn't it? Because even... they're always going to do it, right? At Spa happens yeah. every year it does it does pose the question and i don't know how this would be done fairly but Maybe allowing teams system. to take an extra <laughs> allowing teams out. to take an extra engine when they already have engines in their allocation that just for me seems like obviously oh. they're, they're exploiting the the, the yeah, system a they're, bit. they're doing the loophole like like you say you can like katie said you know give them five engines they'll still probably go oh fancy well, an extra one i fancy an extra one at spa because you know the Ferraris and Red Bulls will know that they can just minimum they get in a podium anyway because they'll just fly past everyone. So you just maybe they advantage. should be penalised depending on how many points they are ahead of the cha- in the championship. So if Mercedes take an extra engine, they have a percentage further back from the back of the grid. So say they are twenty percent ahead of the next team, they start twenty percent of the circuit length 
behind. So they'll start in the middle. And we of said somewhere. the other ones, yeah. the grid penalties were confusing. Like a, that that mm. is easy to understand. Can you tell? Can you tell Matt's a Leclerc fan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't affect Ferrari, would it? They never lead anything ever. Uh, right. They've got a really good engine as well. Doesn't blow up all the time or anything. They had a really good engine in 2019, but I'm not sure how, that, nice how that happened. <laughs> oh, Katie, have you had your tea today? I did in my WTF1 mug. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. Oh, dear. Good stuff. Well, that is going to wrap up today's podcast. Tell me your final thoughts. My final thoughts are... I'm... I'm looking forward to the next race. <laughs> I, I apologize that um, that my wheel knowledge is so poor that I didn't realize that Qatar had changed their entire plans and are not doing a street circuit anymore. So I, was, I thought that would be the an interesting to see. You. Yeah, I know, but got a race at that. MotoGP circuit instead, which is not really suitable for F1 cars. It's pretty tough on the tyres, though. It made for some interesting uh, tyre blouts last time. And an Alonso podium. Oh, actually, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best circuit <That's> right. ever. <laughs> it wasn't bad considering it's supposed to be a MotoGP track. Yeah, it was not bad at all. And maybe with these new cars, it'd be even better. Uh, it was a decent race uh, last time out. Casey, final thoughts? My final thoughts are um, we've just sat here in mind about how many races there are. So I hope everybody's actually enjoying the little break that we've got between now and Singapore. And just seeing friends. No, because and... everyone's going to be going, oh, when's the next race? Including myself. Yeah, same. Yeah. Right, just, I'm like, as I, if there's not want... a race this weekend. I just Well, want... you can just go back and listen to every WTF on podcast if you miss it. There we go. What, Tommy goes back through the archive <laughs> yeah. and just listens go, to listen himself. Listen to your own mm, voice. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> I love listening to my own voice. I agree with Tom Bellingham a lot here, actually. He is a great mm. podcaster. <laughs> Uh, I'm just looking forward to the season being over. So they can you can't say looking again. forward after you take the piss out of us every week. Okay, I am rather excited. <laughs> excited. No, but, no, but genuinely, um, I cannot wait for the season to end so that everyone can, <laughs> can be on zero points again next year and we can get back on the... I can get out the hoodie, the Ferrari hype train out of the dusty wardrobe where it's uh, been sat for a while and, and really get back on that hype train. Uh, for another year of depression but unfortunately we've got another six races to go which is uh, a madness um, but thank you everyone as always for, for watching and listening thank you for watching live on twitch we'll come and chat to you for a little bit after this podcast ends um, and yeah take care adios hashtag w1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion give us five stars please and we will read the next one out on our race review podcast so if you give us five stars give us a reason why we'll read it out all right Bye. Tommy's bye. muted. Tommy's I'm muted. Banter. Said, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.